Today we ask three questions. Is Shohei Otani the Cy Young Award winner? Is Mike Trout the MVP? And is Brandon Marsh a gold glove winner? We'll give you our answers to each of those questions. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on the audio side, you can rate and review the pod. And if you're watching on the YouTube side, you can subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels. You are locked on with Mike and John. Of course, we are the First Brothers, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. And you can follow us at Lockdown Angels on Twitter. And if you're on Instagram, you can follow us at Super Halo Bros because we love chatting with you. We love the discussions you bring to the table. Mike, really quick, somebody on Twitter, Lisa Turk, said yesterday, how about somebody like Jaime Berea in trade talks? And I thought, hmm, hadn't thought about Berea. I thought that was a good... Neither have I. Uh, a good choice just because he's an innings eater. He can come out of the bullpen and give you a spot start. He's out of options. So if a team yeah. does pick him up, they would need to keep him on that on that roster. So I thought that was a good one. So shout out to Lisa Turk for that one. Appreciate that. Mike, we are asking three very important questions today because we are in the middle of this all-star break and it feels like a good time to assess, look at the team that we have and yep. what they've done so far. And we're starting this episode with Shohei Otani. And we all know that he is in the running for the MVP and is starting to run away with it just a little bit. Yeah. And the odds are actually in his favor. And now we are kind of questioning, could he be the Cy Young winner? Let's talk about it. Well, he has had a great first half. He's actually been a better pitcher this year than he was last year. He was a better hitter last year than he is this year. But I think the second half, we're going to see a Shohei Otani that will probably go off if he stays healthy and we hope he stays healthy but as far as pitching so far he's nine and four he tied his career high in the major leagues in wins with his ninth win he's won six in a row john and here's the mm-hmm. really remarkable stat the angels are six and zero oh in in his starts and they are six and 25 in june in the rest of the starts when other guys are on the mound and so Shohei has really been the stopper so I'm looking forward to Friday because we actually have a competitive fighters chance against the Braves Mm -hmm. his ERA 2.38 which is good and he has 123 strikeouts in 87 innings pitch and here's the thing that I noticed and there have been some baseball guys and gals talking about this Shohei is on pace to match Clayton Kershaw's 2011 season. Now that oh, was a remarkable season. He went 21 and 5, a 2.28 ERA. He struck out 248 in 233 innings. Now, I don't think that Shohei is going to get to the innings pitched because he's pitching every six days, Mm -hmm. but I think that he can come close to the 248 in strikeouts. And so the, the big question here, Johnny, is, is he actually leading in the Cy Young contention? We talked about MVP, but is he actually leading in the Cy Young contention? And If he is, who is his greatest competition, Johnny? Uh, It looks like if, if by all accounts, there's, there's two that come to mind. There's uh, Shane McClanahan, of course, who started the AL all-star game 
for the AL, and that was mostly because Pit, uh, Shohei wasn't going <laughs> to pitch. And he, he said, nah, to, I'm not about it. Yeah, he wants to make his start. <laughs> but uh, right now, McClanahan for the Rays is 10-3, and a 1.71 yep. ERA, 18 games started, 110 innings pitched, and he's got 147 strikeouts. So he has been really strong this season, a 212 ERA plus, which is a, a great stat uh, that adjusts players to uh, different ballparks, kind of puts them on a a, a level playing field, if you will. So, man, McClanahan is tough. You've also got Justin Verlander, who's 12-3, and three, a 1.89 ERA, 108 Ks, and 109 innings pitched. And so I think that those two are going to be the competition. How about Verlander coming back from injury and just picking up right where he left off, as always? <laughs> and and you, you, yeah. you'd think that at his age and after an injury where he's out for that amount of time that he would not be quite the Verlander he used to be, but good grief, man, that guy, him, and I think a Scherzer and those, those Tigers pitchers who should have won the world series. Uh, right. Thank you, Brad Osmus uh, yeah. <laughs> for pooping the bed there, but yeah, man, just for Verlander to come back this season and do as well as he has, it really is some tough competition. But I think if you're, if you're going to measure that against Shohei Otani, it's McClanahan and it's Justin Verlander. Do you think that Shohei has an edge, and, and this might seem a bit weird, but run with me on this. Okay. Do you think he has an edge because he's a hitter also? Meaning that when people see what he's doing on the mound, they're going to see his offensive stats at the plate, and they're going to go, man, this guy is just incredible. I guess we're going to vote for him as the Cy Young because <laughs> he's hitting too, right? And I think that maybe that might be more of an MVP conversation. Right. But do you think his hitting actually benefits him to maybe be the leader for Cy Young? I don't think it's going to be taken into consideration for the voting. And okay. I think if it does benefit in any sort of way, it's the fact that he's doing both at the same time. So it's, man, look at Otani's stats while he's hitting, while he's being a productive hitter. And it makes more sense in the MVP discussion because he's a complete package of both hitting and pitching. But if you're going to be, I mean, this is the one award that I think that nobody's going to complain, well, Shohei pitches and hits. Is he going to get MVP every single season? Yeah, as long as he does both well. But I think this is the single award that's purely from the pitching standpoint. But fortunately for him, he's, he's doing way better than he did last year. And again, those six starts in a row where he has, you know, an under one ERA in those starts is just incredible. And so I really hope that he can continue that pace for the rest of the season and and continue that on Friday against the Braves, because we really need a big win coming out of the all star break to set this game to set this season on the right path. And I really think that if Shohei continues this, he'll be in that conversation right up until the end, and it, there's just nobody doing it like him. And I I also wonder if it comes to Cy Young, how much they considerate, considerate, they, how much consideration <laughs> goes into the stuff that they have on the mound, the, sure, the sure. movement, the deception. I mean, because, you know, they, they accumulate strikeouts, and I wonder if that is an indication of the kind of uh, flashiness he has on the mound in terms of, the sinker and the slider and the 101 mile an hour fastball, that kind of stuff. I, I that I mean, at the end of the day, that probably just goes into the stats and is accumulated there. But 
man, when it comes to just what he can do, besides getting the results, it's just he's fooling batters and he's making them look silly. And he even said that right now, if he were to be Shohei the pitcher versus Shohei the hitter, I think Ben Verlander asked him this question, that Shohei the pitcher would strike out Shohei the hitter. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. And I think what the key is for Shohei in the second half is, one, how he performs against teams like the Braves. Mm -hmm. Those good teams with good hitters that are actually going to be in the playoffs. I think him continuing to be dominant, that will be a great story to watch. And then I think what actually really helps him, to the detriment of Angel fans, is that the Angels are terrible on the days that he doesn't start. (laughs) And then they're really great on the days that he does, right? If he keeps racking up wins, I think that that's actually going to put him over the top because let's say he wins another six in a row and wins in like 12 in a row so far. I mean, that puts him at 15 wins. I think if he gets to 15 wins, 18 wins, he is for sure going to be the Cy Young winner. I like that. And and one kind of thought that we had here in the same way that Otani doing both, does that factor in, is does Verlander's comeback story of being an older yeah. pitcher factor in 39 right coming back and amazing right and and that's what's interesting about sports is that it seems like it's happening across all sports hockey has always had those older guys that stay on the ice Mm -hmm. but like LeBron for the Lakers he's going to be 38 39 and then you got like Tom Brady and you got some of these older guys in football and now it seems like it's the pitchers you mentioned Scherzer but these pitchers are just incredibly dominant and they look like they can go on and on and on for the next few years yeah and then you go back to McClanahan and of course he's a Ray because because the Rays always have good pitching and they always yeah. dominate. So it's just an, another story chapter in the story of the Tampa Bay Rays and their pitching factory they have down there. Well, that's the Cy Young conversation coming up on Locked On Angels. We're going to talk about the MVP conversation. And of course, we got to talk about Mr. Mike trout but first locked on angels is brought to you by our favorite app the sports card investor app welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined with the free sports card investor app you can pull out the old cards and john and i have done this Mm -hmm. the ones that you collected when you were a kid to see how much they're worth today and there's never been a better time to start collecting your favorite cards of your favorite players and for us it's shohei otani and it's mike trout and it's tim salmon and jared weaver And with a free sports card investor app, you can see the latest values and find great deals and build a -a one-of-a-kind collection. And again, this app is free. That's great. And you can easily browse over, get this, 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. You can check the latest values of your cards within seven days or 30-day charts. They have all of that for you. You can find the best prices and you can buy directly through the app with their eBay deals. That's a great feature for them. And here's the really great news. It's not just for baseball. It includes every sport that you can imagine, plus Johnny Marvel. So if you have that Iron Man card, you can maybe trade it or get a Captain America card. I I, (laughs) I love that conversation. The Sports Card Investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. You can download it right now in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store or go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. We 
want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And football fans, have you ever wondered which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Who's in, who's out, and what becomes of the results of who's in and who's out? Well, our friends at Locked On NFL have the answers. The Locked On NFL podcast gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. It's available right now on Locked On NFL Podcasts and on YouTube. Johnny, Mike Trout is a three-time MVP winner. Should be five. Maybe should be five. <laughs> okay, well, you stole my thunder there. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Maybe should be five. If he's five, that would have been amazing. How about how about number four? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Trout is going to get his fourth MVP? This season, just mm. initially, what are your what are your first thoughts? Can you put your fandom aside, or is that impossible? Where do you think <laughs> Trout is currently? You know, to go through the slump that he did during the losing streak and 0 for 26, the longest stretch of an 0 for in his career. Yeah, and to be able to still be in this conversation is pretty darn amazing. Yep. <laughs> Why yep. don't you read some of the stats you have for him? Because this is pretty great. Here's his slash line. Uh, first of all, he has a 3.7 war. He's got a 3.68 on base percentage, a 5.99 slugging percentage, and a 9.67 OPS. That's his slash line. Yeah. And he has had that over 26. And he did struggle. And his ribs are hurting him. And he had back spasms, right? Because <laughs> he's carrying this team. And so those stats are amazing. And that's the thing with Trout is that a down season is actually a really great season for everybody else, mm-hmm. right? Including, I think, his competition, Aaron Judge. Now, no disrespect to Judge. I think he's great. But Aaron Judge, in my opinion, is kind of a poor man's trout, right? Mm. Because he's not as consistent. He has been hurt a lot. I think he's having an incredible year this year. Here's his slash line, a 4.4 war, a 3.64 on base, a 6.18 slugging, and a 9.83 OPS. Mm -hmm. Now, I think the slugging is higher because he does play at Yankee Stadium more often than not, and it is easy to hit it to right field. I say easy, not for me, but for him, (laughs) right? It's easy to go opposite field. Him and Giancarlo Stanton can just flick their wrist and that ball flies out of there and so I think that Aaron Judge is going to give Mike Trout a run for his money and I wonder if Trout will win the MVP and here's why I wonder about it I think team success might play into the conversation Hmm. and into the votes this year and obviously the Yankees are crushing everybody and the Angels are being crushed by everybody Johnny yeah and and you know what it's never been a factor in the past and and it always comes up that so and so's on a winning team, Mike Trout's not, but he's won three. Shohei won one. And like <laughs> like that. Yeah. That conversation is never gonna change. The MVP is who it is because they are the most valuable player. And when you consider the fact that Mike Trout can be in the running after such a long down stretch in comparison to Aaron Judge, look, the Yankees have this is silly to say, but they've come back down to earth a bit. I mean, they lost some games to the Reds there before the All-Star break, and and that was frustrating for them. Aaron Judge was having a little bit of trouble at the plate. Mike Trout, if he's healthy, he could easily turn this season around. And when I say that, I say that tongue-in-cheek because there's not really anything to turn around other than for him to just get back to being Trout. I mean, a 3.7 war and a 967 OPS. I mean, gosh, the guy is hurt, 
And playing through that, and and hopefully this week off that he's had, not just the All-Star break, but the fact that he missed a few games beforehand and and will miss Friday's game, I think that if he can get right and get healthy, he's going to be right back in that conversation, and we're going to start to see, you know, Trout climb and maybe uh, Judge decline a little bit. I mean, I don't wish that on anybody, but I, I do have to say that if anybody can get back to what they were doing before, it's Mike Trout, and I wonder how long this can be sustained with Aaron Judge. I know the Yankees are great. They're, they're the best team in baseball. But you have to think about everybody's momentum pauses at some point. And I think that yep. we've seen the Yankees stumble a bit. It's not going to affect them in the long run, but it might affect Aaron Judge's play on the field and at the plate. Well, because the baseball season is so long, everything has a bit of an average, right? Everything kind of equals out, as you've mentioned. And so I do think that Trout struggled, and he's struggled and still put up great numbers. Mm -hmm. So I think his numbers are going to shoot up. And I do think that Aaron Judge's numbers will go down a bit. I, I wonder if... In all of this conversation, bringing it back to Shohei, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if all of this is mute, right? This is, the point is mute because right. if Shohei has an incredible second half or maybe just matches the numbers of the first half, yeah. then everybody's going to go, that guy. Right. We want that guy right. because Shohei is doing it like nobody's ever done it before. All of this might be uh, against the point because Shohei will be in that conversation and likely walk away with a second MVP this season in my honest belief. Wouldn't it be amazing too if we have this just terrible season and we lost all these games and Shohei walks away with the Cy Young and Mike Trout walks away with the MVP. That would be the pinnacle of of, of Angel fandom, right? We have these incredible players, but our team just can't put it together. And yeah. that's been so frustrating. I actually am a big fan of Colin Cowherd and Colin actually had some really great insight when it came to the Angels, and he said their their biggest issue is that the gap between your great players and your not-so-great players is greater than any other team mm -hmm. in baseball. Mm -hmm. And he said, here's the problem with baseball that you don't find in, say, football or you don't find in basketball, is that in baseball, Trout gets four at-bats, and so does Phil Gosselin. Trout gets four at-bats, and so does Luis Reynifo, right? right? And so in basketball... You put the ball in LeBron's hands. You put the ball in Steph Curry's hand. In in, in football, you put the ball in Tom Brady's hands. Right. Or you put the ball in in Russell Wilson's hands, and you let them handle it. And Indirect. they have it more than maybe the mediocre and average players. But in baseball, it's not like that. And so his his contention was when the Angels figure out how to make those less than stellar players actually maybe Steph. <laughs> not stellar, but steh, <laughs> then the Angels will be successful in, in the future. But until that happens, they're going to find themselves struggling with a Cy Young winner and an MVP winner. <laughs> That's a message for everybody who doubts Mike Trout and his ability. He can't be the quarterback. He can't right. run the team on his own. It's Everybody gets a turn in baseball, and sometimes that's good, and sometimes that's not so good, and that's yeah. where we're at this season. Mike Trout needs a built bar. That's what hey. he needs. Maybe just you know encourage him with a built bar, and that is the sponsor of today's show. Johnny, did you get your delivery from our friends at Built Bar? You better believe I did. The uh, oh. cookie dough puff oh. was sitting at so my doorstep. Good. Did you get yours when you got home from Hawaii? I did, and I actually had one today, and it was it was perfect, John, because you have the the puff, 
and then you have the chocolate, mm-hmm. and then you have the the little cookie doughs mm-hmm. that are on top of it. Mm-hmm. And and the best part is that it's all like it's really good, mm-hmm. but it's actually healthy for you, which I really appreciate. It's low calorie, low sugar. High protein puff, and your wife actually gave it the Abby Frisch approval, didn't she? I'm a little disappointed. I I let her have one because now I can't say, oh, you're <laughs> you're not gonna like these. I gotta save them all for myself. No, now she's gonna want some too, so I gotta share. Yeah. <laughs> I just use the excuse at the house that no built bar told me that I have to taste it and then actually talk about it on the show, or else I get fired. That's so right. <laughs> you can get yourself a cookie dough puff by going to built.com right now. All the bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. You can eat something that tastes good and is actually good for you. So go get those cookie dough puffs. They are delicious. Or get a variety pack and get a few different bars. You can select those right now at built.com. And when you do, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you get 15% off your order. So go to built.com today. Mike, a player that is worth talking about is Brandon Marsh and the way that he has been running left field. Running up left field. (laughs) Sorry, I got that song stuck in your head because it's been playing literally all summer. (laughs) Uh, Brandon Marsh, while he hasn't been quite himself at the plate, still continues to run an excellent defense out there in left field. He does. And if this were ever a year for an Angels outfielder to get a gold glove, it better darn well be Brandon Marsh. The last two gold glovers, actually last three that we had, were Simba, uh, Martin Maldonado, and of course Cole Calhoun over in right field. And so it's high time for Brandon Marsh to get a gold glove, an angel to get a gold glove. Uh, I feel like David Fletcher got snubbed last season, and I know he he hasn't played enough games this season to, uh, to get it, but Brandon Marsh has been incredible, and you looked up some of the stats according to his defense. Not just yeah. offense, but but defensive stats. Hit me with those. So here's, here's two stats that are really important for defenders. The first is defensive runs saved. Now, mm-hmm. you hear this a lot when we talked about, like, Andrew Velasquez at, at short, or we talked about yes. even David Fletcher when he was in the game, and even Rendon at third base. Right now, Marsh has seven defensive run saved which means that there could have been seven runs that should have been scored but because of his defense he has saved seven runs so far and then there's this second stat that is a really good stat it's called the total zone runs stat yes and this actually measures the number of runs a player is worth above or below the average player so right now marsh has a 14 total run or zone runs stat right now. So he is 14 runs better in the outfield than the average outfielder. And so I was looking at those stats going, man, that seems to be really great. Who's his competition? And his mm. competition that I found is Andrew Benatendi, who's actually been mm. in the news lately. And he's somebody that maybe will be traded to another team because he's playing for the Royals right now. Benatendi's a great left fielder, but right now he has one defensive run saved and his total zone run stat is eight. And so mm. right now, as I looked at the stats, Marsh is better in every category. And isn't it interesting, John? Over the years, we have really been kind of frustrated with that hole in left field. 
right? Yeah, it's been bad for a long it, time. It's been bad for a long time since we lost GA, since he retired, right? And so we've tried to fill it with other guys. Upton was out there years ago. It was Reggie Willits, right? We put we tried figuring out like maybe Trumbo could play out there. Marsh <laughs> has filled that role in such a great way and plays yeah. a great left field. And I wonder if it's because of how great he's been out there. I wonder if that's why he wasn't moved to center when Trout was out and they moved Taylor Ward into center field because Marsh has been so consistent in left field and they didn't want to mess that up. But he has been such a great defender for us. And and we believe he should be the gold glove winner in left field this season. Yeah, he has played 563 and two thirds innings in left field, which is a lot of time out there this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. He's got an ultimate zone rating of 2.3. And what that is, it's kind of a accumulation of all of those defensive stats that give you the idea of what kind of player this is in, in on defense and in the outfield. Yeah. And so he's got a 2.3 ultimate zone rating and his UZR per 150 uh, defensive games is 6.1. Wow. So he has a very solid ultimate zone rating we did talk about that a little bit last week when we were discussing what happens when Fletcher comes back to the infield and his ultimate zone rating so I thought we'd take a quick look at what Marsh is doing out there but yeah if if Ben Attendee is his competition and that one defensive run saved is all that's really there then I, I really think that Marsh could run away with this award and I think as we've discussed the three potential awards that are on the table for the Halos, I think each person has a, a legit claim to each one. Agreed. Shohei with a Cy Young, Mike Trout with MVP, and Shohei with MVP, obviously. <laughs> and then Brandon Marsh with a Gold Glove Award. I think it's, like I said, high time for another angel to be rewarded for what they're doing in the outfield and what they're doing on defense. And Brandon Marsh is certainly it. I really hope that his back can pick up again because that has been sorely needed because he was so strong at the beginning of this season. And perhaps with the time off, these guys can kind of find what works for them again. But that is to say, the defense has not been a complaint, not at all. And he's made some incredible plays out there. Even if you just do the eye test, Mike, yeah. you can just tell that he is head and shoulders, not just because he's tall, but head and shoulders above the rest when it comes to his defense in the outfield. Does he use head and shoulders on that great hair? I wonder Probably. Because uh, he should, right? <laughs> Comes out soaking wet every game. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB Prospect Show. Host Lindsey Crosby is a personal friend of ours, and we have this uh, Twitter thread that we have all the Locked On hosts in. And Lindsey's great, man. He was giving us all sorts of information about the different draft picks that came mm-hmm. out. He was talking about all the players that teams are looking at and teams are looking to trade, maybe even acquire. And so he is just a prospect encyclopedia. He is a baseball encyclopedia, and you're going to love his podcast. And it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Get connected with us on Twitter at LockedOnAngels. Of course, you can connect with us at SuperHaloBros on Twitter and Instagram. And while you're busy doing that, Mike, you're going to tell us what we have on deck for tomorrow's show. John and I are going to share our second half half twos. Half twos. Half twos. 
There's like half and two and have and two. You, oh, your, former, your former English teacher is like hating that sentence, right? <laughs> anyway, we're actually going to talk about the things that the angels have to do in the second half in order to be successful. All right. Sounds like a good conversation. We'll be right back here tomorrow for that. Until then, my name is John and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother, John. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow for more Locked On Angels.